Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russell. Thank you for joining me. You know what I was thinking about today? Um, I kind of want to grow weed. Now, I don't smoke weed, ever. I can't. I just, uh, <laughs> it's not good. I don't need to think any deeply that I already, any more deep than I already think. Um, but I think it'd be cool to like, you know, breed different strains. I know, I t- the reason why I'm thinking of this, I passed by this house and upstairs <coughs> they had their curtains uh, pulled back and it looked like looked like they had a, a grow operation going on up there. I mean, there's a bunch of plants with a bunch of lights, like special looking lights. And um, I can remember we tried to grow weed in my friend's uh, grandma's closet once. She was cool with it. She was cool. She was like, eh, give me some. Um, and I think we were mildly successful. I think. And then I went through a phase in high school where I tried to sell weed. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, you know, trying to sell it. And, and here's the thing. I was, you know, we were... <laughs> so, we saved all this money. Uh, the, the people that look up to me that listen to this. Listen, I was a kid, all right? Kids do stupid, stupid things. And it's way worse things than selling weed. It's not like I'm out here flipping fentanyl. Um, we bought, we saved up. We bought an ounce, and I can remember it was like the size of a football in my hand. I'm like, oh my goodness, we have hit the jackpot. Well, like, dude, we've got this ounce. You know, we did the math. All right, well, if we sell this amount of dubs, this amount of eighths, you know, we could make, you know, let's just say we bought the ounce for, I don't even remember what an ounce of weed went for. Let's just say uh, four or five hundred bucks. That's probably a lot. Okay, let's say two hundred. Let's say we bought an ounce for, well, dude, no, because eighths used to be like 40 bucks, 40 to 60 bucks. I can remember we spent $60 on an eighth of weed. So an eighth, so six times eight. There's eight, yeah, so it's got to be around, like, let's just say 300 okay? I don't know anything about weed. It's been, it's been 15 years. Uh, but uh, let's just say we bought an ounce for, you know, 300 bucks. I'm like, dude, if we sell this many eighths and this many dubs, you know, we, we bought it for 300 we can make 650 back. And we could buy two ounces. Well, what did we do? We smoked it all. <laughs> it's, it's, we, you know, you're like, God, oh, no, we'll just smoke a little bit of it. Before you know it, we're trying to roll blunts. Where I try, we, I can remember, we're like trying to roll blunts the size of bananas. Getting like, getting like 16 white, you remember white owls, dude? White owls, Dutch masters, just licking them and gluing them all together to make this giant gorilla finger. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, dude, I tell you, what this it's much simpler times. We'd, we'd get stoned and watch uh, Xavier Renegade Angel. Um, and uh, the Tim and Eric, uh, what is it, an awesome show or something like that. Yo, remember Wonder Showzen? Dude, there's probably gonna be two of you listening to me. If I get if I get a hundred listeners a day or more, there's gonna be two of you that remember Wonder Showzen. Remember all those like it, it was like right I can remember when the internet first really started to gain steam. You know, I was born in 92, which is crazy to think about. Like, I was born last century. 
somebody referred to, they were like, somebody, uh, I, I saw a meme where some student, some like, eighth grade student was like, can I, are sources from last century able to be used in my paper? <laughs> the teacher's like, yeah, wait a minute, that's when I was born. But uh, I can remember in the 90s, man, I, I've really, I want to give my daughter and my children in the future as much of a 90s baby experience, 90s kid experience as I possibly can. You know, the 90s, for those of you that might, I know I have a lot of younger listeners, um, and then I have some older ones. I think the 90s, probably the greatest time to be a kid ever, because you had the advent of new technology, but it wasn't it wasn't spreading as quickly, and it certainly wasn't as sophisticated as it is now. You know, you had the one computer in the house, dial up, <laughs> connecting to the internet. You couldn't use the phone. So you, if you had a landline, you couldn't use your phone the same time that you were on the internet. Hilarious. And uh, AOL Instant Messenger was probably where I spent most of my time. I, I had a blog, too. I can remember. I wish I could find my blog entries. They'd probably be hilarious. Um, but it was, on a, it was on a platform called Zanga. X-A-N-G-A. And, uh, but anyways, you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, couldn't be on the phone and the internet at the same time. Nobody had cell phones. Kids didn't start having cell phones until I was a junior, senior in uh, high school. So, like, to get a hold of each other, you'd call their house. I still have all my childhood friends' uh, numbers memorized. Like, George was 3793. Tom Holm was 6440. Like, I I still remember all of their numbers that I haven't used in 15, 20 years. Um, It's just... uh, It's just... (laughs) It's cool. It's the '90s were different. You know what I mean? Like it, the '90s were there was like a more genuine feel to the '90s. You know, um, again, and a lot of it has to do with technology. I think the cell phone has depersonalized the human experience more than anything else in human history. You know, when you had computer class, you did the math. Remember the math race car game? Where your car would go farther if you got the problems right. There are all kinds. I mean, it's just games were so much simpler. I can remember playing computer games off of a floppy disk. Remember floppy disks? (laughs) I remember playing computer games off of a floppy disk. I just... you know, it just growing up, like, I can remember I'd be sitting on the computer playing a game. My dad just got home from work. He would go downstairs, and next thing you know, you'd hear Boston or Steve Miller band playing on the radio. And, uh, you know, he'd be down there lifting. My dad lifted every day after work. He's always loud, grunting. Mom's cooking dinner. I never brought homework home. I always got it done at school and asked my parents. I don't think I had a single shred of homework that I ever brought home. Other than like big projects. I can remember making like an Iroquois longhouse with my mom. It's actually really good. We did a great job with that. But um, 
the 90s man were just different dude just just it was just a completely different vibe like i'm, I'm really into like 90s vaporwave aesthetic like miami 90s vaporwave it's just everything back then was better i wish i wish i was born in the 50s or 60s and raised my kids in the 80s and 90s that's that would have been like i wish i could have switched essentially switched place with my parents You know, you could work a nine to five and have a very nice house, two nice vehicles. You know, back then, it's just everything now is cheap. Everything now is depersonalized. The world's so fast paced, yes, it's, yet it's so slow at the same time. It's almost like thrashing around in quicksand. You know what I mean? That's what I think of like modern living as. You're just thrashing in the quicksand, and it's you don't realize it's making you sink quicker. I don't know how we started talking off or talk, started off talking about selling weed, and now we're here. But um, I just I was thinking back to high school. I've been I've noticed that the more I've cleared my mind recently, the more that my past has come to the surface, and um, I feel like I have, you know, because I'm not drinking, I'm not spending a lot of time alone in my thoughts intentionally intentionally I've been spending a lot of time thinking and um, I feel like there's things from my past that are kind of clawing at the gate that need to be addressed and I don't know what they are you know what I mean I just think that um, because I, I think about my past a lot I think about my childhood a lot I think about my teenage years a lot and it's funny I, I remember I remember my past in high school and middle school more clearly than I remember college for some reason. Um, I don't remember a lot about college. I don't have very many fond memories of college. I spent a lot of time, I've told you guys, I spent a lot of time by myself. I didn't really know who I was as a person. I didn't have any direction. I got kicked out. You know what I mean? It's like, but thinking back, I guess the biggest thing is like, would I have done anything differently or could I have done anything differently? And I look at where I'm at right now and I'm in a pretty, you know, pretty damn good spot, but there's, there's a lot of things I, I definitely would have, um, I would have tried to be a better Christian and a better man. I look back at my teenage years in college and you know, my first couple years in Vegas, you know, I was kind of a womanizer, not, you know, not in a, an abusive way by any, so I just, I was with a lot of, you know, I just didn't, I didn't value people's feelings as much as I should have, you know, I think, I think my biggest regrets are how I've treated some people in my life in the past, um, you know, just close friends that, you know, maybe I, you know, let my temper get away from me at, we don't talk anymore, or, um, maybe I just didn't put the effort into the right relationship like I should have. I, I've lost a lot of friendships over the years. And that's natural. That just happens when you get older. Um, but it's caused me to reflect. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like I think one example would be, you know, my, my rugby team. I had very close friends in rugby 
um, guys that really, really looked up to me. And, uh, you know, I, I had brothers, you know, we were very, very close. And now I don't talk to not a single one of them. There's one kid, Jim, texts me every once in a while. He's the one that got me to join. And another guy, JD, and I kind of go back and forth on Instagram and Facebook. But we, I don't talk to any of these guys. I don't have a meaningful relationship with any of these people. And it's when I look back and I see all my college buddies, like all my old flatmates that lived on my uh, lived in my dorm with me my first year. We were really close knit in college. Now I don't speak to any of them. And it's like uh, you kind of wonder, did I did I grow? Did or were we just so? I mean, I, I guess I, you know, the biggest thing is like I never really fit in, you know, my my the rugby guys for sure, but my my other friends, you know, they're all these preppy rich kids from New York City and Colorado and Pittsburgh, you know, like their families lived in Sewickley, a Fox Chapel, you know what I mean? So, um, but you think as you get older. I, I, like I said, I, I, you probably see the pattern in these podcasts of not complaining about social issues or giving you uh, <laughs> giving you uh, career advice. I've been doing a lot of self-reflection, and I would encourage you to do the same because, again, I've, I've talked about this before. So many people live on just autopilot. And I guess the, the, the biggest thing that was coming to the forefront of my mind is how many people have betrayed me or stabbed me in the back and how many friendships and relationships I've had in my life go sour and I realized I'm the common denominator you know what I mean I realized I'm the common denominator it's like oh yeah I've I've had some major betrayals in my life I've had some people take advantage of me and my kindness and I've had this and I've had that. I've had a lot of relationships, friends, family just go sour. Where there's a lot of people I don't speak to anymore. And I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking through these things and I'm thinking about life. And it always, you know, you always end up thinking about your mortality and all this. And I'm thinking about all these things and I'm like, oh, well, I'm the common denominator here. <laughs> so what's wrong? What do I need to work on? So what I've been doing is I've been working through... Nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is doing this. I'm do. You know what I'm saying? I just. I, anyways, um, I just have to expect that this is going to make me so much better. You know what I mean? But I think through some of these relationships, both recent and past, and I think about like how they went south or sour, and you know, I, I try to identify why for each one to see if I can come up with any common themes or trends. And um, the the thing is, I've never had anybody say, this is what's wrong with you. It always just kind of, I, I don't know if it's just that I'm so uh, strong-willed and bullheaded that... I'm just unable to level with people. And if that's the reason, I don't feel too bad about it. But if there's something that I'm doing to people, I don't know, maybe, I, uh, maybe I'm too harsh with people. Maybe uh, 
maybe they think I am a certain person and then they get closer to me and I'm a different person. And none of this, none of this is like, what's wrong with me? No, it's like, hey, how can I be a better person in every area of my life as a friend, a father, a husband? Like, it's a constant state of self improvement. Why wouldn't I analyze interpersonal relationships? You know, so I, I just think about these things. I've been thinking about these things. Again, my past has been coming up more and more in my mind. Just random stuff. My bedroom when I was a little kid. The uh, little uh, orange and yellow picnic table that me and Jeremiah used to sit at and, you know, eat uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and drink Capri Suns in the summer together. Jeremiah and I used to be attached at the hip. Used to be attached at the hip. It's almost like people are, uh, you know, and that's another one is with my brother is, you know, we, we live next to each other. We're relatively close, but we don't really spend any time with each other. You know what I mean? You know, we don't go and do stuff together. And that's another area where I'm like, why, why is, is it something with me? You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's interesting to think about all of these things. So I guess uh, there's a lot of my relationships lack depth or historically have lacked depth. Um, and I have to imagine that's a me thing. I don't, I don't know that I'm just, I think what it boils down to is this is I'm always, I always end up being the leader and 99.9% of my relationships and I come and I end up being the person that everybody can depend on, right? So as a result of that, I'm not free, in my opinion, to be vulnerable with people. Um, And I think what happens is, is, you know, I get used a lot by people, um, which is fine because I got plenty to go around, baby. But you know, I, I think that people get what they want from me. And then because there's no de- real depth, because I'm not vulnerable with people, um, it's easy to brush that relationship aside when they don't get something that they need from me. You know what I mean? That's And maybe that's selfish for me to say that that's what it is. Maybe I'm just a dick. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a little bit of both. You know, because I could definitely be a dick. That's for sure. I I would never deny that. But, all right, I got to go in and work out. Just some interesting reflection for today. And maybe you can engage in a little bit today yourself. All right, love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.